106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive tractor in on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are up. Drive Radio. I was going to say we're back, but, you know, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it very much. Myself, Steve Horbath from Geno's Auto Service over in Littleton with us today. We just finished up Fix It Radio. Charlie Grimes, of course, your engineer. Larry Unger answering phones. Anything you need, give us a call. We'd love to chat with you. 303-477-5600. Beautiful day, by the way. This is a live show on June the 24th, and it is absolutely gorgeous out. So if you're out and about, please check in, say hi. Conrad sent me a few pictures of some great cars. I'm not sure where Con- Conrad. Tell me where you are because you're sending me some pictures of some some great automobiles here. So uh, let me know where you're at. Speaking of, speaking of, question of the day. Question. Oh, good. I, this one I kind of came up with last minute, but I don't know if we've ever done this particular topic. Best cars or trucks for summer. The best cars or trucks for summer. In other words, what's your favorite summer car? Or truck. Doesn't have to be a car. 303-477-5600. All right, something else happened this morning, which I appreciate very much. Carol, who's a, a teacher and a, really got us together with DECA, uh, Riverdale Ridge High School. Uh, this was last um, oh, springtime, I want to say. Uh, we actually helped one of their students go to a national competition, and they were nice enough to come by this morning and give us a little plaque and says thank you and got a nice little card from Ava who was the student that we helped and really appreciated that very much uh, to me that's what and Steve and I were talking Wade actually was even here from Premier and met Carol as well that's what this is all about and we as folks that are in the trades are passionate literally passionate about getting new people into the trades young people into the trades and we were talking to Carol about that and we're going to be hearing more from Carol and the folks at DECA up there here this this next fall as we get back into the school year and they get that program continuing. They are very big like we are on the trades and helping these young people get into the trades, Steve, which we dramatically, drastically, we need. I should say, need in yeah. our business, very much so. And I think we closed a door, our society closed a door for a lot of years for the trades. I agree. Yeah, we've got to get and, that back. We've got to get that yeah. flowing again. I mean, Mike Rowe talks about it all the time. We talk about it here. I don't have the uh, the reach that Mike Rowe does, but I still think we can have a big impact in our area, and we will do our very best to promote people like the folks at DECA, Carol, her students, and even helping get those students placed at some point. Uh, and again, we, we, we have to put our money where our mouth is. If we as industries are going to say, yes, we want the trades and we want to support them, we have to also be willing to take those students – that are graduating from these programs and then put them into our businesses and keep training and mentoring them as well, Steve. That's got to be one of those things that we, you know, we we have to put our money where our mouth is and be willing to step up and do that and not just talk about it. Actions speak louder than words, yeah. 
And, and again, I, I, we as a community here, Drive Radio and our folks here with me, we are committed to doing that, and we will. I did that for years and years when I owned my businesses, still do that to a large extent. We as a business, I myself, grow a lot of our own people. I know, Steve, you're the same way, and I had even some consultations with a few of my clients this last week where that conversation came up as to, you know, where do you find good people? My answer was, you don't. You grow your own. You have to grow your own. You find the people that you know have the ability and the wherewithal to do what you need down the road, and then you start down that track of growing your own. That's the only way you're going to, in a lot of ways, I think today, Steve, that's the only way you're going to end up with good, solid people down the road is to grow your own. Yeah, and there's many advantages. We don't realize that we are training them how we want them to be, how we expect our businesses to run. How How we we handle customers, how we handle problems, how we handle the vendors, how we talk to one another. It's not just fixing cars. Oh, that's That's the the tiniest part of it, it, actually. (laughs) It's everything else. It's the culture of the business and what we're doing across the board that you have to teach. And putting a hard day's worth of work in and learning what that's like and what that feels like, the satisfaction of it. Nice, nice. Those things. Nice. All right, let's uh, go to a call. We've got lines open as well. Bill in Lakewood, you're next. Go ahead, Bill. Hey, how's it going? I'm good, sir. How are you? <laughs> well, who knows? Hey, uh, only you what? know, Bill. Only you. <laughs> well, well, I'm over the hill, so <laughs> aren't we all? Anyway, uh, did did you tell me a couple of weeks ago, like when I I'm not ready for the new a new Colorado yet at the end of the year, well, more at the beginning of next year. Okay. You tell me to get the high output engine. I can't remember if that was you or not. And, and then I well, there's I, two op- as you know, there's two options on you know either the standard engine or the high output engine. I would opt for the high output if it were me. Right, well, why don't they just put it in there and then and then I was watching the YouTube. Well, because they can get more money when they do the right. high output. I, I would assume that they get better gas mileage too on the. Lower. That's probably true as well, so. Steve. Good point. Yes. Yeah. See, because my wife, if you remember, I caught she's got a new Equinox, and they put that smaller engine, and she hates it. You know, it's a dog. Is you know compared to oh, yeah. the old. That's a little one point five turbo or something in that one. Yeah, whatever. A little tiny it's, little thing. It's a big difference. She don't like it. Right. And and then I was watching last night on YouTube, which is probably a mistake, but. Is it a, does it come out to be a better deal or financially about the same going with a GMC? The GMCs cost more. They've got a little different interior. Uh, you can go look at some of the comparisons that are out there. I've not seen one physically, Bill, so I'm just going off of what folks are reporting. But the GMCs have a little bit nicer interior. I particularly don't like the front-end look of the GMC as well as I do the Chevrolet, but the interiors are a little nicer. And yeah, they're anywhere from five to $7,000 more for the GMC Canyon than they are, you know, the same like Canyon against the Chevrolet. They're anywhere from five to $8,000 more money. And most of that's just in the interior end of things. And the GMCs come standard with the high output engine. Right. Well, that's, yeah, that's that's what the guy was saying. The guy I seen on the thing, he liked the front end. <laughs> yeah, to each his own. I, I I don't particularly care for it, but you know everybody's unique. So what what is the high output engine? Just a V six more one? horse. It's just, no, it's the same inline. Oh, uh, oh it's, a five. it's the same. It's basically the same configuration engine. They just do some different software with one versus the other. Essentially, is what they're doing. So turbo now, four cylinder. I, I don't know if I watched okay. it wrong. But now, are they putting the same engine in the Silverado in, as in the Colorado? 
I, you know what, Bill? Good question. I don't know that I've checked to see if it's exactly the same engine or not. Could be an option I, for it. I almost thought I caught that in something I was watching. Who the heck knows? YouTube, YouTube could be a curse sometimes. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? I need to study that. I have not looked because I honestly, Bill, I haven't spent much time looking at the four-cylinder turbo full you know full-size truck because i don't know that i'd ever own one anyway so i've never spent much time looking at that because i i would never own one and then how come your your website is harder to find the reviews if you just go right to drive either, either website drive drive-radio.com or rush to reason.com there's just a button that says car reviews just click it it takes you to another site that has everything organized is what it does I'll have to look. It's been a while, but yeah, they, they're okay. all they're all categorized. If you just click on the car reviews, in fact, on the it's right on the home page. It's new and used car reviews. The link is right there. If you click that, it takes you right to the exterior site that we have everything on. So, what's going to happen? Are we going to end up with electric cars or what? Uh, you're going to have a portion of cars that are going to be electric. I personally don't think that number, the ratio, is going to be as high as government predicts, because I don't think the the average owner is going to pony up and spend the extra cash for them. So my prediction is you're not going to have near the saturation that government probably wants. And I think you're even starting to see right now, Bill, there are some there are some uh, EV inventories starting to build across the spectrum of EVs. And so anytime you start seeing inventories build, that tells you that the buyers are not buying them despite what government wants. So are we going to see them? They're not going anywhere. You know, the EVs are not dead, gone, anything along those lines. There's still going to be some folks out there buying them. Is it going to be as highly adapted and bought into as what government wants? I don't think so, no. Well, in my opinion, it's just, it's just not convenient. I mean, like for me... It isn't for most. No, you're correct. You know, for me, most of my trips are quick, you know, 10 minutes, you know. So an electric vehicle would work, except for the extra cost. And then, I don't know about everybody else, and I'm retired from Excel. My electric bill's higher than ever. Right, and you're going to add to it if you have an EV, so you're correct on that, yes. I, I don't see... Any savings, money-wise, you're going to spend sixty. For somebody that's not, and here's what here's the other misconception: for somebody that doesn't drive a lot, there isn't any money savings because what you're going to put into the EV extra cost over buying a gas or an ICE engine vehicle, you're paying way more money for the EV, even with credits. You're paying way more for an EV than you would be for a comparable ICE engine vehicle. So, no, Bill, you are correct. If you're driving very minimal and you're not going through much gas anyways, there virtually is zero savings owning an EV. Even though for somebody like you it would be pretty convenient, you're not going to save any. The only time you're having any savings is if you're putting a fair amount of miles on every year. You're going through quite a bit of fuel. You can put the EV charger you know, in the garage. And, yes, overall you could theoretically – save money, although I don't think anybody buying an EV is buying it to save money because that's not the idea of owning one. Mainly the tax credit. A lot of people do. A lot of people are buying for the tax credit, which even then, it's it's if you do the math, you're still not saving any. The biggest reason a lot of folks buy EVs, I'm one of them, is they're exhilarating to drive. They're fast. They're convenient. They're, they're comfortable. Uh, you know, there is no lag at all when you push on the gas. I mean, there is a lot of fun in driving one. And my feeling is most people that own one own one because it's an exhilarating experience, not because it's an EV. Okay. Well, I, the I predictions were uh, the predictions were made 
when we were talking last summer at the Napa convention is that they felt that the EVs were going to go in more into a, the luxury end. I think so. So they, they can't afford to. I think so. They can't afford because they're losing $20,000 per vehicle right. to, to make that car. Yeah. Then that's being right. subsidized somehow, but event, but eventually there's going to be the hundred hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollar cars will have the VVs, and then you know, but who's going to buy that? There's such a small percentage of people that can afford that or I want agree. to buy that. But now, correct me if I'm wrong. Say if I was going down to Colorado Springs, I, I live in Lakewood. There's a good chance I'd have to stop someplace and recharge it, right? Say that again. Where are you, what, what, what Co- distance? Colorado Springs. No, you can go to Springs and back on most EVs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought their range wasn't that far anymore. Well, most of them are 200 miles or above, and you're not that far down and back. You're only, you know, 60, 70 miles to the springs, depending on what part of the springs you're going to. But from Lakewood to the springs and back, I've done it, and I'm in Golden. I've gone down and back in the winter with low, you know, with low range in the middle of winter, Bill. I've, I've gone down and back and been fine. My so, sister so just then, drove to uh, Missouri with her, her um, uh, the Tesla, Tesla mm-hmm. and they had to stop, and they would stop at, uh, you know, like had lunch. So they've kind of made it kind of somewhat convenient. I think um, I think it was Lyman or something. Stopped in Lyman, had some lunch, drove. They think they went to Hayes, Kansas, and then they stopped overnight, charged. Right. And Which again, you're making that what normally would be a straight drive through because typically you can go to Kansas City in you know eight nine hours and make it straight through. You're not doing that with an and EV. They are older, and so they want to. They're going to take their time, so they have the time to do that. Yeah. So, and and yes. again, if you have it, you're, but to your yeah. point, it becomes more of a luxury sort of a thing, and you're working mm-hmm. your life around it. Where Bill, for a lot of folks that just need that vehicle, they're going to run to the springs and back. Now, I've I've even on my Bolt gone to. You know, my wife goes to Breckenridge and back quite a bit, and it'll go all the way to Brecken back on one charge, no problem. So they, they've got bigger range than most people think, and they're more versatile than probably most think. But if you're buying it to save money, it's not going to save you money. But, but what about charging time? Say, in my youth, we used to drive back and forth to New York, you know, every couple of weeks. Depends I mean, on the—and that's a—, that's a that's a tough, easy answer because there is no easy answer. It depends on the charger, where you're at, the temperature of the vehicle, the temperature of the batteries, uh, the kilowatt hours the charger itself has. Is it a level two versus a, a DC charger? There's a lot of factors there where there's not a standard answer. On a level two charger, in my case, with my Bolt, it's 50 miles an hour. Okay. Oh, 50 miles, yeah. So, so driving across country... You're probably going to add a day of time, you know. Yeah. We use- well, most likely, yeah. I mean, unless you can find a DC charger where you could charge, you know, the you know, I can get all the way back to my 260, 70 miles in 10, 15 minutes. But you're paying more money for that DC charger as well, and you have to find them, seek them out because they're not at every area. You know, not all over. You see, when I was younger, <laughs> we used to when we go back and forth to New York. I mean, we drive 36 hours straight. That was, you know, that we didn't stop. Stop for gas, and that was it. Right. Yeah, and my wife reminded me, we can go to Breck and back, so round trip, not even charging up in Breck, but at round trip, you can you can actually do that and make that happen. So, yeah, so again, Bill, um, you know, it, it, it again, are they for everybody? Absolutely, positively not, but are they for some? Yes, and there's going to be some saturation of them, but, again, my prediction is it's not going to be near as high as government wants. Because... You know, say like your younger families, they can't afford sixty thousand dollars on a car. Most are doing good to spend twenty five on a used one, so you're correct. Right, right. I mean, you yes. know, that's a lot of money for a car. You're correct. 
I agree. And then, and that, I agree with Steve. That's where I think it becomes more of a luxury item than it is anything else. And that, and by the way, that's what the trends are saying. That that's the direction they're headed. In fact, that's why so many people are upset at the discontinuation of the Chevy Bolt because it's been the most economical EV you can buy and own because that car you could buy for the thirty thousand dollar or so range and if you had your credits and stuff on it you could actually get it down in the low 20s that car is going away you're not going to buy an ev that cheap anymore you know and then and then throw on for these younger people the price of of buying a house yeah to one house over from me Sold for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, in our area, it's tough to find anything for five hundred. You're going to be in that seven fifty range in our area, Bill. Yeah. How are young people affording that? I don't know. You got to make a lot of money, right? Uh, I actually, I, I'm losing an employee this week for that very reason. Yeah, he's moving to another state where he can make a similar amount of money and get a home. Yeah, or he can't you know, buy you, a home here. What are you going to do? I mean, you know, you figure a eight hundred thousand dollar house payments around got to be around eight thousand dollars a month well and how much of a house bill eight hundred eight hundred eight hundred no depends well it depends on the money down and all that of course you know if you get you know ten percent down you'd have but, to do the math on that but no yeah, you're probably, probably five a month or so five four or five thousand yeah. but that's a lot of money just oh, a yeah. lot yeah. Well, a lot of people don't make that much anyway they don't yeah. you have to here or you're not gonna live here <laughs> well look Luckily, I'm done working. <laughs> Bill, I appreciate you, man. i got to go to break. Thanks. Steve, hang tight. We'll come right back. Lines are open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3 to one buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And the MLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. For years now, you've heard me talk about Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and yes, for almost 20 years, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center has been taking care of our pets. From medical, grooming, boarding, and even training, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is your one stop for all of your pet's needs. Not only is their facility state-of-the-art, but now you can download the free Lone Tree Vet app and visit their online store for your pet products and pharmacy needs. You can also have your very own pet portal. Plus, don't forget to read their blogs at LoneTreeVet.com. Do you take your dog on hikes? Check out hiking the trail safely with your dog. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe all pets deserve to have a good life. Call today 303-708-8050 or check them out LoneTreeVet.com. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression. 
combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E. PR as an engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression which increases and saves you find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com that's bgfindashop.com so at your next oil change remember the three C's you will find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG most of us think of the days when we'll be retired have you planned well enough to be able to do the things you love when that time comes? When will you take Social Security? Have you thought about health care during your retirement days? Will you stay in your current home or move to another part of the country or world? These are all questions Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial will ask you. The only way Al can help you with your financial future is to know what your future goals are. You don't want to be that person that tries to retire only to find themselves back at work because there wasn't enough money to handle all the expenses. Al will stress test your current plan, if you have one, and show what needs to be changed to make sure you achieve your financial goals. Al doesn't just help you with your financial goals either, he'll help you achieve your personal goals as well. That's Al's goal for all of his clients. He wants you to be financially free so you can achieve the things you've always wanted to do. Call Al Smith today at 303-744-1128 or visit our website drive-radio.com. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us, by the way. Question of the day, best cars or trucks for summer? Wade, by the way, from Premier a Home Remodels, who was on with us in Fix-It Radio, said a early Bronco. Can't argue that one, by the way. So, Wade, thanks for that as well. We appreciate it very much. And if you need any remodeling done, that's the place to go, by the way. And if you want a number, you won't find it on Drive Radio yet. We'll be working on that with them here in the near future. Uh, but if you want a, a number to Premier Home Remodels, let me know. Wade and the guys there are great guys. I'd love to work with you if you've got something you want to do at home. Uh, they're the guys to call. Steve in the Springs, what's going on, sir? Bozer, Sir John. Hey, Come what's on. up, man? Well, I just wanted to give uh, an accolade and kudos to Extreme Auto. We took a CRV in there yesterday for people just a mechanical. The guys just did a phenomenal job. And he decided to meet up there because the car was in Cherry Creek. And the seller was nice enough to drive it down, and we drove him back. But anyway, they really do a nice job. It's probably the only vehicle I've ever purchased 
in the last 25 years. It's a 16, 90K, not a single issue on the car. There's not even a chip out of my alloy wheel. There's yeah. not a scratch. Wow. And I might add two inches of service records because this guy, wow. he was raised in the same family of origin like you and me. Wow. With a dad that says, here's what you got to do to take care of things. Nice. Nice. And he incorporated that. No badges, no nada. I mean, it's definitely just, just, just stunning. And then on the EB subject, I've always been kind of curious why these EBs don't have PB panels like on the hood, on the top. It wouldn't take care of all the consumption, but it sure would extend the range. Nah, wouldn't be enough to make a hill of beans bit of difference. That's the problem. Oh, really? Yeah, not yeah. enough to mess with it. Hey, last thought on EVs. And, and by the you know, way, for some of those guys that are out there thinking through that, and there's a few companies that have tried to do well, like a solar roof or a solar hood or whatever. No, nah, there, there's not. You're, there's not enough direct current coming out of a panel that small to make a hill of beans bit of difference, Steve. When it's all said and done. Yeah, you might get a half kW. I don't know, but on the subject of Tesla, you know the reason the stock went up to like twelve hundred bucks, and people don't realize this is it's not just a car company. Nope. It's a, techno Tesla, it's a technology and data company. Well, that's the big deal, is data. Yep. Uh, it starts accumulating. It knows where you're at, yep. who you are, yep. where you drive, that's and right. what you buy. That's exactly. It's it knows data. everything about you. He is collecting data on right. every right. single owner of a Tesla. He's able to then take that data and repurpose it. He is collect. to your point, Steve, he is collecting so much data that, yeah, they are not a car company. They are literally a technological data company. A data company. And, you know, they sell that data. And that data in today's world is like the 1849 California Gold Rush. It, it is, is the gold, gold rush. You are correct. People do not realize how much their data is worth. He also, I mean, he's one of the smartest guys I've known. In fact, he's my favorite African-American. But um, he is just a thinker. And he's got this stuff wired. He has some companies out there, one of them, Neurology. And the game plan is to develop AI for implants for people that are paralyzed by either stroke or accident or whatever. And don't ever bet against Elon Musk. If anybody can do it, I bet you he can. Uh, I, Steve, I can, again, I'm not his fanboy by any means. There's things he's done I didn't necessarily no. agree with, but I cannot fault the guy. Not in that end yeah, of it. I would agree. You know, everybody, everybody was moaning when he laid off 80% of the twits. Well, when asked by all the complainers, he said it didn't take those 80% to run his That's right. That's correct. He is correct. And, and again, I'll give him kudos for that. I mean, he basically went in there, streamlined that company, cut 80% of the staff, still getting the same results when it's all said and done, or probably better results, actually, Steve. It's probably a better way to say it. It's actually being run better now than it was prior with you know less than half the staff there. So anyway, I would nominate Musk to form a task force instead of 87,000 armed IRS agents, Yep, 87,000 inspector generals, and forensic accountants to go through every bureaucratic government entity yep and get rid of the deadwood i cannot argue with you on that one at all that that would be i would be all for that one no and, and to your point that. on the on the ev thing i think what you just made is a very I've, I've mentioned it before but it's been a while since i have yeah people don't realize that it's not it's not you know tesla's not really a car company yes they're selling cars and and you can debate whether they're good cars bad cars whatever i'm, I'm not here to debate that the reality i don't think they're manufactured as well as they could be, there's still a lot of them on the road. So you can't, you know, you can't yep. knock 
what he's done. Do I think his manufacturing process is as good as others? No, his fit and finish and so on isn't near as good as even, I mean, my Chevrolet Bolt's a better car fit finish wise than a Tesla is, but you know, whatever it is, what it is. Uh, to your point though, Steve, it's not cars he's selling. It's the data he's collecting and reselling that he's making all the money yep. on. Also, I do believe yeah, I could stand correct on this. He has bought a majority interest in a rare earth mineral mine in Texas. Because, as you know, we don't really have any. We're all subject to the Chinese. They're getting their stuff out of Africa with slave labor and kids digging cobalt with their hands. Right. Pretty nasty stuff. Anyway, make it a great weekend, okay? I will do it, Steve, as always. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And Steve Horvath and myself, Geno's Auto Service, will be right back. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to findashop.com. Summer is time for graduations, road trips, and car problems. You can rest easy because AAA certified Extreme Auto Repair offers free pre-trip vehicle inspections for you and your family's safety. During the spring and summer when temps fluctuate, the parts on your car expand and retract making them lose grip on the parts to which they connect. This can mean that your vehicle may run fine on your way out of town, but you could be in big trouble down the road. Batteries lose charge in extreme hot or cold temps. Brakes can lose grip under the increased strain. Fluids can get backed up or coagulate. Belts, hoses, and the cooling system need inspected. Any number of other things could go wrong. Extreme Auto's ASE Certified Master Mechanics will advise you on anything that they see that looks questionable and recommend fixes to you with no pressure or obligation to fix the problem there. An appointment is needed for the inspection, so head over to klzradio.com extreme or call them at 303-841-1071 to schedule yours today. You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm. But you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lenigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? 
Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. And, again, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Questions that you may have, please let us know. 303-477-5600. 303-477-5600. And, again, any, any questions you've got, let us know. Question of the day, what is the best car or truck for summer? As we're now finally, finally, I think here in the next few days, uh, into summer, it seems like anyways. Today's going to be an absolute beautiful day. This is a, a live show on, on June 24th, so uh, if you're listening to a replay, especially if it's tomorrow, Sunday, going to be a nice day tomorrow as well. Uh, but if you're listening to us on a replay show, thank you for that as well. And, uh, again, really appreciate you all listening, and anything you need, let us know, 303-477-5600. You know, real quick, back to the EV comments, which we can make – more of the show on that today if you'd like i didn't have any specific agenda today but i i think the one thing that we and, and i'll you guys all know me i'm a conservative there's a lot of you listening that are probably in the middle of the road or even on the left and that's fine you know this show is very neutral so i, I try not to bring too many politics into the the show they kind of naturally fit in as well and there's this old saying you may not care about politics but politics sure cares about you <laughs> So at the end of the day, trust me, you, you do need to pay attention to what's going on in the political realm because, believe me, it does care about you, and it will affect you. This whole EV thing, it is affecting each and every one of us. The push to be you know, all EV by a certain time in Colorado and California and other places, is it going to have an effect upon you and impact your lives? Absolutely it will. Now, will it be as heavily adapted as what the, the government wants it to be? I don't think so. I think Steve has some good comments on that even earlier, and some of the predictions that even some of our suppliers, Napa being one of our great sponsors, uh, you know, what some of these folks are even looking at. And believe me, they spend, uh, Steve, you know this, they spend a lot of time and money and effort because in their world it's imperative they do that because they have to know the future of the business that they're also supplying, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the industry that they're supplying. So it's imperative that they really fully understand where are things headed because if they have to make a shift at any given time in how they're supplying parts for the industry, and it's not that they won't supply parts down the road if EVs become you know 80% saturated. I don't think that will happen, by the way. But, yeah, there's still things that will have to be sold. There's components that have to be maintained. Components will still break. There will still be front-end issues and alignments and tie rod ends, and those sorts of things will still wear out over time no matter what you're driving, EV or not. 
Uh, as time goes by, there will be replacement parts that will be needed. There will be motors and batteries and all sorts of things. So will Napa go away? You know, Genuine Parts Company, who's the parent of Napa, will it go away if we have all EVs? Of course not. You'll still need parts and pieces. Will it be as great as it is now for ICE engine vehicles? No. I, I think we all know that. There's not as many components on an EV vehicle as there is a ICE engine. You, you have different drivetrain. You have a, it's just totally different technology. But there's still controls. There's still a steering wheel. There's still four tires. There's still wheels and brakes and glass and so on. And there's parts of that car that are still going to need to be maintained, repaired, replaced, similar to an ICE vehicle. But the way it operates is completely different than an ICE engine vehicle. Am I saying all that correctly? Mm-hmm. I agree. And you know, things like like the brakes, you know, uh, you may not replace them as often, but you have to service them because they're going to squeak. They're going to make noise. So you have to go in there and lube them like we do when we do an original service. But we have to go back in, clean them up. There's an analog brake system on an EV. Uh There are other controls that are going to be on EVs that there aren't on an ICE engine. So, you know, will our end, the automotive repair end, change? It is as we speak. Uh, I've got shops now that are actually sending their technicians to EV classes to learn more about them so they know exactly what has to be done and maintained. A lot of people think that there's no maintenance on an EV. Nothing could be farther from the truth. There's even fluids on EVs that actually have to be changed as time goes by. They have coolant, believe it or not. They cool the battery and do different things along those lines. Uh, There's other fluids even on on oils and things like that in the drivetrain components that have to be looked at and changed and so on as well. So they are not maintenance-free. Are they as heavy on maintenance as an ICE engine? Well, of course not, but they still have to be maintained. And I think that's another misconception. Alignments even, Steve. An EV still has to have an alignment. Sure. And that's a heavy car. Oh, they are. Very much so. People don't realize that either. They are typically, so I'll use a Tesla for an example. That's the easiest one to use. It weighs, I've said it before, but it weighs the same as an F-150. It's about 4,400 pounds. You take a regular sedan, it's about 1,000 pounds, maybe even 1,500 pounds heavier than an average sedan of its same size. That's considerable. It's half a ton more than, than another like vehicle. Is it going to wear things out differently than what a vehicle of a similar size would? Yes, of course it will. Now, are they building things on it more heavily than they would be that other sedan? I've never been under a Tesla to tell you. I can't answer that. I don't know, Steve. I don't yeah. know what the tie rod ends look like or the yeah, ball joints look like strong. or any of that. I have no idea. Well, and the other day they were talking quite a bit about the uh, accidents. When you're in an accident with one, how much, you know, they're gonna they're gonna win because <laughs> they're the they're bigger heavier. car. They're heavier. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna cause more damage. There's Great a lot point. Of, and uh, you know, the, I watched the one lady out of South Carolina, the Republican candidate. And she was talking about the roads. How much more the extra weight wears yes. our roads out, and, and they're not like paying that. the road tax to even accommodate but for not that. to get too political. But no, you know, but it's all it's all, but it's it's all, all part of it. We have to right. think about. But I, I still don't think that I think what they were asking to get ten percent by twenty thirty or something, and it's it's not not going to make it. Can't make it. We, no. Even if they could get all that mining, they still couldn't. Not going to make it. Not going to make it. But. Well, and the other thing that they forget as well, and a lot of you listening understand this full well. Um, 
they're not going to get to that level, even if we had all of the mining and build capacity and all of that. You still have to get people to buy them. Mm -hmm. People have to change their their habits. They have to have a charge station now, as we just talked to Bill about a few minutes ago, and, and, and even Steve commented on it. You know, there's so many other factors that I don't even think government is looking at correctly that to get somebody to buy and convert over to an EV, it, it's it's not the norm. And, and I've said it before on this show, I'll keep saying it. Right now, it's a upper middle class and above for most people. I know it's not that for everybody, but in most cases, it's an upper middle class and above purchase because to be able to then afford to have a garage space to park inside, typically where you're going to charge. And, and I was very lucky, guys. I happen to have an older home where there was some 220 ran or 240 ran in the right places and for me to put a charge station in. And I'm pretty cheap when it comes to some of this because I did all of this really kind of as a test to see how these EVs would work so I could report back to all of you what it's like to own one and drive one, and I'm on my second one now. So do I like driving it? Typically, my wife and I are you know, sort of battling over who gets to drive it versus who doesn't because it's so convenient and easy to drive. But I was lucky. I, you know, I went on Amazon, and I found a – people are going to laugh. I found a returned charge station. Now, it's a charge point, which is the one I use. So it was a returned charge point charge station, 40 amp, 240 volt. That was half price. All right. So I ended up being able to change out the plug in an area of my garage. I had to I had to change out a breaker, but I did a charge station install on my own in my garage that cost me about total, by the time I bought the charge station and the breaker, total of about $400. You can't put a charge station in for $400. I was extremely lucky. I happened to find the right deal on Amazon. I'm handy where I was able to install it. I changed out the breaker, checked all my wiring, etc. Again, I know enough about all that to make it work. That's not normal. And I and I understand that. Normally, you could add another zero <laughs> to the end that. of what my 400 was and yeah. it'd be 4 grand. So for most people, you're going to be in that 2 to 4k range to put a charger in on top of the cost of the car you just bought. So for most people, this is, this is out of reach for most people. That's the problem government's not looking at. They think everybody's made of money, and they're not. And for the average person to go through and do what I just said, they don't have the ability to do that or, or even want to do that in some yeah, cases. Well, in anything that has to be, uh, you know, they're losing money on, you know, every manufacturer, I don't know if Tesla is, but they're losing so much money on every vehicle they're producing. It just doesn't make sense. I mean— fiscally you know anything you have to do you're forcing that on us in a way by subsidizing that is very true so anytime you do that it's never going to work steve you're 100 percent correct you know it it works for the short term and and maybe it'll get get to fly but i don't i don't believe so no you are spot on so all right we're gonna take a break we'll come right back don't go anywhere drive radio klz 560 Your roof is one of the most important parts of your home and yet is one of the most neglected. We all tend to think it'll last forever without any maintenance or repairs until a hail or windstorm comes around and does damage to your roof. The problem with that mentality is it's wrong. Do you know that RoofMax is a product that can rejuvenate your roof and give you up to five to seven years of additional life? Do you know that the application can be done more than once so that the life of your roof can be extended for up to 15 years? 
The reason shingles break with wind and hail is because they're dried out and brittle. RoofMax is an organic product that rejuvenates your asphalt shingles, making them more flexible and durable at the same time. Call Dave Hart today and get your roof inspected. It's a no-obligation inspection that will tell you what condition your roof is in and what can be done to extend the life of your roof, which, in the end, saves you money. Call Dave Hart at 303-710-6916 or visit our website, fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, I just had a technician, or sorry, technician, an electrician, not technician, electrician, texting me back saying, I wouldn't even fire the truck up for 400 bucks. So yeah, you had a really you know great deal on my end. And um, 
And I appreciate that, by the way. And I'm just answering him back. There's all sorts of variables, by the way, on the electrician side that go into this proximity panel. Is the service large enough to handle another 30 to 40 amps? And by the way, there are some chargers now, level two chargers, that are 50 amps in some cases. So, uh, yeah, um, depending upon the charge station you're going to try and put in, there's a lot of factors in that. So, yeah, thank you very much for that, by the way. I appreciate that. And, and my my 4K price is probably not far off depending upon all those variables he was just mm-hmm. mentioning to me a moment ago. So, yeah, you could very easily buy the car and have another 4K of cost in it when it's all said and done. And that's if you've got enough service to even handle that. And that's where you really have to check. And In my case, I knew all of this. Okay, I, first yeah. of all, make sure that I clear this up with any other electricians out there yeah i've got a property where again i'm unique i'm lucky to have all of that because i've got a property that has the ability to do that not all properties do and he just texted me back to and said 50 amps is like another five ton ac unit so that's huge so if you went out and bought a 50 amp level two charger you have to have enough ability with your current electrical service to even be able to handle it like he just said that's like adding another five ton ac unit to your house so your house may not have enough may not have enough amps coming into, into it, it to even do that. So you may have to go out to the pole and grab more. You may have to, depending upon the situation. And especially on older home. So yes. So again, these are things that even before you thought about an EV, run down and buy one, you should be looking at all of these things with an electrician prior to ever doing this in the first place to even know if I do this, how is this going to work for me? Something else, by the way, government's not telling you anything about. Because no offense. These knuckleheads that make policy have no idea what I just said. None of them understand technology or anything about what I just said. And I mean that as sincerely as I can. There's but a few politicians in all of Washington, D.C., or any state, by the way, that understand what I just said. The majority of them have no clue how any of this works. Yep, but yet they make policy. Yet they make the policy and (laughs) laws laws surrounding it. it. Jerry and Greeley, you're next. Um seems like I read a long time ago that if a conventional lead-acid battery is discharged uh, way, way down, that it can damage the battery. Is that true? No. No? Okay. No. They, don't, they don't build memory. Now, you can end up with you know batteries that get low on uh, fluid. There can be some freezing issues if they're left outside, things along those lines. And because they're discharged, you could have more of an impact in that particular arena but no i i you know i no i want well i, I was gonna say depends yeah well yeah but better answer <laughs> so yes. it, it depends on all the age of the battery is there you go so Thank I, you, Steve. I you know if it's a fairly new battery yeah no problem but you, there's times where we've run the battery down working on the car well if it's a five-year-old battery and, and, and it, it's already at the end of its life lifespan it, sure you could yeah and it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't come back or it comes back and it's not not a safe it's going to leave you stranded somewhere so there's quite a few times where we have to replace the battery because of that but for the most part, I think John's answer is correct. <laughs> Say it that way. Yeah, and, and, and well, thank you, Steve, for, for clarifying that. Because, yes, Jerry, on a, on a regular, you know, a newer battery, you know, a couple, two or three years old, drains all the way down, or you're going to damage the battery. I just had one of those circumstances last weekend with a vehicle of mine where I thought the battery tender on it was everything was going okay, and I was a dummy and didn't notice, didn't pay attention to the lights on the tender, and in turn it wasn't keeping the battery up. So I had one last weekend that was absolutely, completely dead. Did I bring it back to life? Yes. Well, the reason I asked is I just recently purchased a super capacitor jump box, 
and I, I wanted to test it, make sure it works. Um, and I was wondering if I'd hurt anything if I deliberately discharged a, a good battery. Oh. But, you know, I, I, I mean, even if you did, again, I, I gave an example last weekend where in this battery is probably, I'd have to look at it, but this battery is probably a couple of years old. It was hard for me to see the date code on it. But it's probably, I can tell by looking at the battery and the brand of it. Uh, this is a car that I bought that wasn't new, so it's not a brand new car, brand new battery. So it's an, a vehicle that's got some, some miles and such on it. And I didn't pay attention to the age of the battery, but I can kind of tell from looking at it, Jerry, it's probably a couple of years old. And it went completely discharged. I mean, when I went to turn things on, there was absolutely, it wouldn't light a test light up. This thing was stone dead gone. Did I bring it back to life after a couple of hours of charging it? Yes, I did. Okay. I, I can't think of any other way to test this thing. You know, I want, I want to know if it works. Charge uh, it up. Yeah. Put a charger oh. on it and see. Now, really, I'm glad you called, Jerry, because I, last weekend, because I've got an old battery charger, and on the, in this, in this particular charger, the timer has finally gone bad, and I'm just like, okay, it's time for John to buy an actual charger that will do AGM batteries. Oh, It'll man. do the you know big truck batteries, little batteries, you name it. I can put this thing on anything. It's a smart charger, basically, and they're, they're all over the place. You can buy them at Napa, wherever you want to. But I finally broke down last weekend, Jerry, and I'm like, okay, <clears throat> I am tired of having this old piece of crap charger yes it gets the job done but it's not a set it and let it go kind of a thing i have to monitor it watch it because the timer is broken so and i'm like okay this is dumb why am i dinking with this i'm going to get a battery charger that's a smart charger that it knows the it, it gets feedback from the battery it knows exactly what it needs to do and for those of you listening yes they make chargers that are much more and steve knows what i mean by this they're much more efficient now than they have ever been. And if you're somebody with multiple vehicles where you're periodically going to be doing this, get a good charger and you don't have any issues. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe I, I didn't explain um, clearly. that This isn't like a tender. This is a, um, instead of a, a portable jump box, which is essentially just a lead-acid battery, this is a, a bank of capacitors. Um, so it, it takes a little out. bit of a charge and then throws another jump back into the battery is what it does, right? Yeah, you know, my yeah. electrical theory is really weak, but somehow it, it amplifies. It does. It, it takes a very small amount of juice, think of it that way, and it ups it. Hmm. Yeah. That's what a capacitor yeah. does. So so I don't have to, um, you know, ever worry about keeping it charged. Uh, I can just carry it in the and truck. They, and they work very well, by the way, Jerry. I'm not, I'm not a... Uh, I'm not against those at all. They're typically not very inexpensive. What you had, you you paid more money probably for than you did an actual regular uh, jump box, correct? Yeah, this one. Well, we'll see how it works. It it was a hundred bucks, and they claim it'll start pretty much any passenger car or light truck. So we'll see. But um, I, and I and again, I, I I'm anxious to see Jerry how that works. I've looked at those. I've never purchased one. I like the concept. I, I can't see any reason why, you know, that wouldn't do what you're, what you know, what they claim it will do. I'm anxious to see in your case how it works because I, if it works, I would probably own one. Yeah, you know, I, I've got the uh, conventional style, but I just have to charge it up every three, four months, you know, and make sure that that it's topped off. Um, and this is smaller and lighter and should should be more convenient if it works. But I. I just couldn't think of any other way to test it than to deliberately discharge a battery and then then give it a try. Um, I I don't, I don't think that your um, 
I don't think I, I don't think you damaged anything in doing that at all. Did all it right, work? Well, I, you well, know, I, I, the other thing you could do is go to the Napa store and see if you can get a core battery. Try it on that. <laughs> try it on point. that. Good point. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. Because <laughs> they got they got cores all over the place that are in various states of discharge and replace. Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, well, thanks for the that's tips. A, no, you're very welcome, Jerry. I appreciate that. And and for what every make sure I'm explaining correctly. And I just threw the battery charger thing in. I knew what Jerry was talking about, but I just kind of threw the home charger thing in thinking some of you guys that maybe are on the farm or you've got several different vehicles or so on, they've come down so much in price. It used to be a really good battery charger was, I'm not exaggerating, back in the day it was a 1000 bucks to get a really good high-end AGM type battery charger that would do all batteries. You can now buy these things. I think I paid last weekend... 150 bucks or something is all 200 amp okay you know it'll even do a jump start if you need to i mean they have come way down from what they used to be and you can buy a really nice charger now in that 150 200 range where if you've got multiple vehicles around you've got a shop or a farm or whatever yeah just upgrade and get a, a decent charger for that but the capacitor thing that jerry was just talking about i can explain a little bit more about how that works and i'm not not sold on them. I've just never used one yet, and it'll be interesting to hear back from Jerry because I'm sure he'll report back to us on yeah. how that works. So, guys, hang tight. That's our first hour. we got two more hours coming your way. Lines are open, 303-477-5600, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.